Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have an early episode on Boilo here in the season, but with the uh, crisp air moving in, figure now is as best a time as ever. And we speak with Tom Alberico today of Laird & Company. They are a New Jersey distillery that owns uh, Four Queens, um, which anybody who's made Boilo knows that Four Queens is an essential uh, ingredient in the whole process. I actually made Boilo for the first time last year, and uh, it came out pretty good. Um, kind of mixed and matched uh, whatever uh, kind of recipe I got from a couple different people uh, that were willing to give me just a little glimpse of their uh, Boilo recipe. Um, but before we get to Tom here, we have a message, of course, from Darren J. March. I remembered his... Uh, Middle initial there without even looking at the paper here. He's a certified financial planner. He is a certified financial planner with Raymond James. He has been a Potsdam native and has been advising clients for more than 17 years in Northeastern PA. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James does not offer its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or a retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Give them a call for a free, no obligation review, 570-640-8010, or email them at darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services, member member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And now on to a really interesting uh, podcast here with Tom, who's going to tell us the ins and outs of Four Queens. So we have Tom Alberico. Um, he's joining us today. Uh, he is uh, his link to the coal region. Uh, he is um, with Laird. Am I saying that right? Laird and Company. That's right, Laird okay. and Company. And uh, they are the uh, producer of uh, Four Queens whiskey, which I'm sure now I'm getting everyone's attention. And Four Queens whiskey is a uh, the the main ingredient in Boilo, or at least the, the standard uh, whiskey that everyone uses. Um, so I guess uh, I'm new to the Boilo game in terms of making it. Last year was the first year I made it. And of course, you know, getting this, the recipe from somebody and I kind of mixed and matched a couple of recipes or what from people were willing to uh, tell me. And, but the one thing was the Four Queens whiskey and I, and you know, I kind of did a little research. Um, can you tell us, Tom, how did Four Queens kind of become the official whiskey of uh, Boilo? Well, I I really can't say how it was first attached to the Boilo um, production mm-hmm. up there in Cole County, but I do know that as long as I've been in the industry and, in, and involved with Laird & Company, which is next year will be my 30th year. I know that it's been a staple. And quite frankly, I think if it weren't for Boilo, the product would have been discontinued here many years ago because all of our high-proof spirits, 90-proof gins and 86-proof whiskeys and 100-proof whiskeys and so have gone by the way as, you know, this is beginning probably in the 70s, that huh. far back when when um, consumers were looking for lower 
proof lighter uh, spirits. But Four Queens survived primarily because of Boilo, because um, of the people that would use it up there in, in, coal, in coal country. But when did it officially start? I don't know. And certainly no one gave us a call and said, hey, uh, we're going to start making Boilo and we're going to start using your product. It just uh, it happened in sort of an evolutionary way, I would say. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Laird & Company is based in uh, kind of like northern Jersey, you would say, like by the shore? We're, no, we're in central, okay. in central Jersey in Monmouth County in uh, in a little place called Colts Neck and an even smaller little hamlet called Scobieville. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, just FYI, uh, we're on Laird Road and we're kind of in the, you're in coal country, we're in Bruce Springsteen country. Yeah, I Bruce saw that on the map, Asbury Park there, so. Yeah. Well, he actually lives on Laird Road. Oh, so. get out, okay. Yeah, he, he's neighbors with us here in, in Colts Neck, but we've been in this location for 200 and uh, you may or may not know Laird and company is the oldest distiller distillers in the United States. I did not know that. Okay. In business in 1780, not famous for the production of four Queens, but famous for the production of Laird's Applejack, which is an apple brandy that the family has produced now going on the 10th generation in the same place, the same product for all those, well, century and a third. Now, Two centuries in the third. Now, you know, as a business person, you know, you're looking at your analytics of, you know, where sales are coming from. I mean, do you remember that time where you're like, huh, Four Queens is pretty centralized to this one part of PA? Because from what I understand, you really can't buy Four Queens outside of, uh, like, Scooby County. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, we, you may, I think we have some in Michigan and some perhaps in one of the other states, but no, as I said, it's been, it's been kept alive by, uh, Schuylkill County and, and, and the, and the Boilo producers. And I, I do remember because I was, you know, I, I, when I first became aware of it, I would look at the, at the, um, sales reports Uh and I would see Uh this crazy blip (laughs) for four Queens that would go, would just shoot up and have a just unbelievable spike at, you know, October, November, December of the year. And then I would look a little further into it and it was all concentrated up in, in your neighborhood. And I, and I asked, I said, what, what the hell, what's, what's all that all about? And when, and when I first inquired, I don't think anybody in our office was really even aware of Boilo. It was only after when, uh, some of the some of the people that make it over the years i've had calls from some of the the most proud producers who you know would would bring bring us samples i must say i i really like the product the boilers i've tasted have been really delicious products and over the years in fact we've even contemplated in concert with some of the more uh ambitious home brewers up there contemplated doing a bottling, huh. but we never w- would make it out of the uh, R&D stage because of the limited, you know, the limited market. So right. it was, and, and I love to talk to you and anybody who wants to talk about Boilo because it's one of those things that is so interesting and so good that I, I've always hoped 
that we could take that success outside of uh, carbon and, you know, outside of those counties up there and, and bring it elsewhere. But so far, hasn't it hasn't happened. Now, what do you think that is? I mean, is there a certain part of the appeal of Boilo is that, you know, someone's given it to you, it's their own personal recipe and everybody has a different recipe, different ratios and that kind of stuff? Well, that, that not so much that is that the real Boilo, the authentic Boilo that tastes so good, is all fresh, made from fresh ingredients. So, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's difficult, it's not impossible, but it's difficult to use fresh ingredients um, to make a stable commercial product that'll stand up to heat and um, abuse and, you know, 12 or 24 months of age. So it's, that, that is the more, the more difficult problem. And then, you know, how do you, how do you promote it? I, I think also part of the, the, part of the appeal of the product is, of the drink is the name itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Boilo is just a... It's very catchy. U- yeah, it's an interesting, unique name. Now, have you ever made it up to Schuylkill County and, and kind of toured any, anywhere? I, I've been to Schuylkill County, uh, but I had I've never been there in Boilo season, and I've never been around a a, a fresh brew huh. just to taste to firsthand. But I have tasted here at, in our office because I've had people send me stuff and and bring me stuff that I've tasted that's been fresh enough. That's for sure. Now, when you like this time of year, now I mean I don't know what you can tell us, but I mean. Are the you know liquor stores around here? Are they just placing their orders, and you know that a, a bunch of yeah, uh, yeah, because it has such a, a long history. The managers, you know, of course, you know that the stores there are not uh, free enterprise stores uh-huh. run by the state. So the managers in those stores are aware that there's going to be extra demand for the four queens and. Um, they they stock it up. They reorder it. We don't. We really don't have to prompt them to do it they do it on their own god bless them and, and how long you said that this has been going on since the 70s people have been using four queens or <clears throat> well yeah since the 70s four queens have been listed in the state of pennsylvania but what i was saying regarding the 70s i don't know about the 70s because i started here in this company in the in the mid 80s okay you know but in the 70s that's when products like four queens started to disappear mm-hmm. but Four Queens survived primarily because of Boilo. Now, I was, I was reading, uh, you, you gave kind of like a, a in, in one article, you kind of gave like a scientific uh, explanation. It's something with the high alcohol content and something else. I mean, is that why? Well, yeah. my, this is my own theory as to why people gravitated and used Boilo in the recipe because, well, three factors in my view. One, it's a pretty decent whiskey. Yeah. If you've ever tasted it, it's mm-hmm. a really decent whiskey. We use uh, in all of our whiskey blends. We make several different blended whiskeys, but in all of our whiskey blends, we use a, a high percentage of bourbon. So most whiskeys, you can have corn whiskey and bourbon whiskey, and then the rest of it is blended with uh, uh, grain neutral spirits. So in our in our case, we use a, a pretty high percentage of uh, bourbon also it's a minimum age of three years or more so the whiskey in four queens is pretty decent mm-hmm. secondly it's very reasonable i mean it, it's 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 less than ten dollars yeah and it's a hundred and one proof 
for a decent whiskey. And and the, and the third reason is that I think that I don't think you could get a better whiskey and a better bang for the buck. So Boilo producers being, I'm sure, very frugal, uh, decided that, yeah, we could, we could put uh, Crown Royal in here, but might break the bank at the firehouse. Right. So let's use this, which is very good, uh, high alcohol, so it, it does a, a bigger batch, and we don't sacrifice any quality. And, and I think that's, uh, that was the key to success there. Did you ever try to make it yourself? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, uh, I, I, I would, uh, I would, I would be, uh, afraid that I wouldn't meet the standard. <laughs> well, I, I, it's, it's pretty funny cause, uh, you know, this time of year, everybody's handing it out. Actually, I'll give a shout out to, to my two buddies, Matt Mole and Anthony Mailing. They make it every year and they'll, they'll surprise somebody every morning with, uh, with some of their, uh, Boilo on, on the doorstep. So you walk out, go to work and you find yourself. Uh, a little jar of the boiler, and I, and I think that's kind of the appeal of it. Is you know, it's 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 a gift from somebody, and it's it's their own recipe, and everybody's proud of their own recipe, and you know, it, it's uh, it's definitely a, a traditional thing. It's it is weird because I work down in Philly a lot, and you know, I brought them the boiler, and once you leave the area, people have no idea what boiler is. I mean, and, and it's no. not that big of an area. <laughs> No, but I gave an interview to a journalist, I think it was like a year and a half ago. I can't remember the Philly Mag or what the publication was, but it was a pretty widely uh, published publication. And he was, he, he was introduced to the Boilo uh, product, and he said, this is so interesting. And he, 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 I can't remember if he was trying to get somebody to, to use it in, in one of the Philly bars or if one of the Philly's bars did use it. But uh, I was I was happy to see that happen because yeah the first place that it should migrate would be for the Philadelphia market to embrace it. Oh, absolutely, and it's just I I think too it with Boilo you associate you know the holidays and I guess being with family and in cold and you know and kind of being warmed up you know because people drink it warm and that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of other things involved with it and 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 I I think it's a great tradition. Like I said, I just started making it last year and, and it was fun. I mean we 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 kind of got all ready. I, we kind of made our own recipe and then we kind of handed it out and it was fun handing it out and everything like that. We should all start a GoFundMe page to get some marketing money to bring Boilo to the national. I haven't been able to convince anybody here to to you know make any any investment in it, but. I, I still love I still love the product and I love the name and I love the the uh, uh, grassroots origin of it. And I oh, just absolutely! Wish I, could get, I just wish I could get it a more exposure. Well, you look at you know just from a from a, a spirit standpoint. I mean, look at the Moscow Mule. I mean, that's taken over the country. And I mean, didn't that start just with, with uh, in, in a bar in New York? Well, yeah. Every every successful cocktail starts you know in one little place. Uh, and we, there is certainly, uh, more than a few people up there that make and enjoy Boilo. So, and I think the name Boilo beats the Moscow Mule. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, my last question for you, and, and hopefully I know the answer to this, uh, you know, I know you're a business and you're looking at profitability and everything like that. I mean, there, Four Queens is not going anywhere, right? Anytime soon, even though it's only to this market. Well, no, I, you know, I can't say that because we're at, 
the will of the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board. Okay. Pennsylvania Liquor Control, well, even then, we, we may have a workaround, but if the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board deems tomorrow, which is very possible, that they don't make enough money on Four Queens, then they just take their pencil and they scratch it off. Ooh, and then okay. they don't, nobody is allowed to buy it anymore. And none of the managers can buy it. In that case, we'd have to either, we, we could, maybe we could start a, uh, a march on Harrisburg and see if oh, we you'll get, get back. Trust me, you'll get all of School County down there, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Or we'd have to go to this secondary stage where you have to have special special orders you know people could order it but it becomes a real pain in the neck because you have to go jumping through hoops to get it because it's not listed anymore but yeah if the state one day were to determine that this is no longer profitable for them they just they just erase it and then that would be a problem but hopefully they won't do that i i don't think they will i think they know how important it is I, i'm hoping yeah, they send, will. send your blog vibes over to the liquor control board there, <laughs> I, I will send it Send it south. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you so much. This was definitely a very informative. I know people are going to get a, a kick out of this. so um, But I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you get some more Boilo. Maybe you'll even get some more uh, Boilo sent to you this year. So, Yeah, I'd like that. Um, how, you didn't mention the package. What do you think about the package? Have you seen the package? Our package. Four Queens. You mean like you the, have, the bottle? The oh, label. I love the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also something that's kind of uh, stuck in in time. There, it's a, it's a unique package. We haven't changed it. It's, yeah, uh, no, I like it. It's kind of like that old school, like uh, yeah, if you, with, if, with the if cards you haven't or anything. Like it, it's certainly not slick. Let's say that. No, and that's kind of the appeal to it too. I mean, like right. I said, when I go to the liquor store here down the street, I mean, you know, it's boilo season when it's there, and it's I mean, it's stacked, you know, a couple shelves deep on it. And I'm yeah. sure they're restocking that every every week, especially come November. Right. Uh, anyway. Well, thanks so much, Tom. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that, and hopefully it gives you a different dimension uh, to the boilo that you're making. And I'm sure when you are handing it out uh, this year or drinking it, you have a little more uh, conversation piece to kind of go along with it. But I will see you here next week. Thanks again.